this time on Slaughterhouse Princess, the possession of Michael King. If you invite it in, it will never let you go. Chris, I just did a bunch of Flockadil and now I hear voices. I, I think I'm possessed. Welcome to Slaughterhouse Princess. I'm Chris. And I'm Troy. And this time around... And in case you couldn't... Yeah, in case you couldn't tell, we got no Brett. No Brett. We are Brettless. So, it's a plus or a minus, depending on what side of that equation you're on. <laughs> well, I think that, that equation is not balanced, so I can, I can take a guess. <laughs> Fair enough. So, the possession of Michael King. Yes, as recommended to us by Mike who is not Michael King. No, I don't believe so. And and I will assume is not possessed, but I, I mean, I don't know for certain. Yeah, it's, it's 2016. He can live his life however he wants. Yeah, I think, I think you can maintain your possession with pills now. Yeah. You get like a drug, like it's like a drug cocktail you can take to uh, keep your possession under control. Yeah, like that guy in the commercials who's always happy. <laughs> yes. I'm so possessed. I'm so happy. So anyway, this movie. The possession. Yes, the possession of Michael King. It starts out with uh, faux eight millimeter footage from like maybe the year before, like maybe from 2013. Yeah, confusing choice, but. <laughs> And we have mother, daughter, and husband. Uh, husband gives the the wife a quarter and tells her to go play in traffic, and she does. And then we have the rest of the movie. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And Mr. Uh, Mr. Husband, he's uh, distraught to say the least over the passing of his wife. Yep. So he goes and consults a psychic. Well, his wife's psychic. If I could, if you mean consult, you mean uh, accuse of impropriety. I mean insult. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> and he basically says, "Hey, you're full of fucking shit. You're indirectly <laughs> responsible for my wife getting killed." I guess. Yeah, you told my wife that we were all we had planned a trip to Europe. And we would have been in Europe if you hadn't told my wife that she was going to get a big break in her acting career. And so we stayed here, and then she got hit by a car. So I'm going to blame spiritualism for all of my problems. So basically, he's going to blame God for all of his problems, even though he's an atheist. Yeah, but because he's an atheist, he has to blame that lady, and not God directly. Yes. But he's still blaming the supernatural as an atheist for his problems. Which I don't understand how that works but i'm always anyway. blaming things i don't think are real for my problems <laughs> that's why i blame brett for all of my problems because i don't think he's real <laughs> he's not i mean see? you can't yeah, physically see? observe him speak up for yourself brett if you're real come on give us a sign brett <laughs> i'm chris <laughs> <laughs> that's that's actually a pretty solid brett 
Uh, so yeah, so he, uh, so then he gets the idea that he is going to make a documentary to debunk, um, spiritualism and religion. And so he gathers all of the blackest art, the books of all the blackest arts he can find. Cause you know, I guess he was like, if you're going to prove something wrong, you might as well prove the really bad stuff wrong the most. And tries to summon a demon at his house and gets bupkis. And that's not a demon's name. That's just, you know, just doesn't get anything. Yeah, but in fairness, he did buy the finest demon summoning kit he could off of eBay, so... <laughs> yeah, with, with the good hints, the high-quality incense, because he had read <laughs> that the low-quality incense offends the demon. <laughs> Uh, Xerox copy of Demon Summoning Rules. It's all pretty good. Plastic, it's plastic altar. Crayons to draw the sigils because it seemed fitting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that that bit was pretty good. Um, yeah, and then so he takes a show on the road when that doesn't work, and he moves up to a uh, Demon Summoning at this this guy's house. Which, uh, turns out a lot of demon summoning rituals involve psychotropic drugs. Yeah, like, they're like, okay, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to have you do some automatic writing to tell us what demon you you need to summon. And you're going to just blank out for a second and wake up. And then you'll have drawn a sigil that looks like a six-year-old copied a symbol out of the book that they open up. And what is it? I don't forget the demon's name. It's like I don't know. I don't have no idea what this demon's name is, but Charmander or something. Yeah, Charmander. <laughs> he, uh, yeah, Charmander is the uh, uh, he he he. You know, like tends to possess non-believers. Comes in a cacophony of noise and voices. Uh, bringer of ants, stealer of children. Like I like just weird random like it's like he had a demon table and just rolled dice and said okay so he is the rolls bringer rolls of rolls ants okay <laughs> yeah it was rolling. weird <laughs> but uh yeah <laughs> he was rolls dice pleased to meet you <laughs> um and then so they uh. To summon this demon, they can either he can either promise his soul to the demon, which they don't recommend, oddly enough, um, or else they can create an environment that the demon would be attracted to, and for that they need his semen. Yeah, you got to say it weird too. You can't just say. Semen. Yeah, <laughs> that was the creepiest utterance of the word semen in a movie I've ever heard. Yeah, semen. It's like, right, what's your favorite part of the cruise ship, lady? The seamen. <laughs> so, of course, he jerks off at a cup at a stranger's house while being offered LSD to summon demons. Because who would no. Yeah, I mean, because apparently you always have to summon demons on LSD. Obviously. Yeah. They head down to the uh, basement, which is full of all of your demons summoning uh, accoutrement. Like, yeah, it made like the... It made the basement from Evil Dead look kind of tame. <laughs> yeah, it's full of crucifix to get strapped to and plastic sheathing and 
dildos for some reason. Demonic dildos. <laughs> That's for the demonic sex acts, sex acts, Chris. Come on. Obviously. But don't worry, there's plenty of those. <laughs> so then uh, this they the dude they whip pan to a dude in a goat mask who is presumably the dude from the up from up above, you know, that they he was in the other room with. And uh he's like what like uh mental hospital like straps him to this uh crucifix like it's got those uh the hand the arm you know the wrist restraints and ankle restraints from like a uh like a psych ward attached to it and then uh they they take the light and the light is on a they lower the light down to almost to his stomach and then it starts swinging around and then he starts banging the the girl. The guy in the mask starts banging the girl in the mask, like doggy style, like near the crucifix while the lamp swings all around and the camera fucks all up. And yeah, you know, because demons. Yeah, because shit gets really weird, which is kind of which I thought was kind of cool. I do kind of wish the guy had been like, "Oh man, I was so tripping on LSD, like that kind of that stuff." Just. Like, no wonder they think they summoned demons. I was high as fuck during that. Yeah, but he doesn't. He just looks unimpressed and has a cheeseburger he won't eat afterwards. Yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, and it was, um, yeah. Yeah, I would not have wanted to be in that room on LSD, I don't think. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'd want to be with those guys sober. Yeah, let alone, you know, with your mind on the wall behind you. So, uh, he considers that one not effective. Yeah, at some point talks to a retired preacher man. Oh, yeah, a devil cancer priest. Yeah, and he, uh, gives him some kind of story about how exorcisms are real or whatever. You know, your classic possession shit. Yep. And, uh, he also isn't buying what he's selling. So then he has oh, yeah, because the priest has some story about how his dad used to molest him as a child, and he prayed to God, and God didn't stop it. And so then he prayed to the devil, and then his dad had, like, a heart attack the next time he tried to molest him. And so he, uh, you know, but if you, you know, you can hear the devil's voice, but I guess you're okay if you don't pick up the phone. Yeah. You know, if the devil if the devil calls, that's fine. Just don't pick up the phone. Yeah, <laughs> Let check, it go to voicemail. Check your caller ID. <laughs> if it's like six 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 and then the number, don't answer it. <laughs> Just let it go to voicemail. So uh number three is our friendly neighborhood mortician. Yes, he's a necromancer. Which I doubt the validity of his claims as his necromancy appears to be sewing teeth to your stomach. Yep, and, and then getting and having you vape frogs. Yeah, you gotta you gotta free base <laughs> frog guts. So then that's where all the that's where the DMT lives. Yeah. And then So the, the uh, machine elves are in the frog. Clearly. So they go to the local graveyard because obviously that's where you go to do this weird shit. What well, a you know summon spirits into your body. But as they're attempting the spirit summoning full of frog free base, <laughs> the cops show up 
Because I guess it's against the law to freebase frogs and do weird shit in graveyards. Well, I think they were technically were trespassing since it was after dark. They probably just thought they were a bunch of goth kids making out and drinking beer. Yeah. Right? Screwing on gravestones. So they go. Yeah, oh, we, uh, should, we should toy do. Chris. Should we? No. <laughs> the terrible movie. Well, now I'll have to bleep that out. So. <laughs> nobody asked us to do it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's worse movies, but still not a good movie. So uh, the cameraman runs off to hide in the nearby mausoleum thing. And a pretty good – and the night vision in that is pretty good. I like that little – the way that looked actually. And old uh, old husband's in there. He's tripping out on drugs. Only he – and he's like up on a ledge and talking weird. Yeah, so basically he's high on DMT and acting weird. I'm shocked. Go figure. Yeah. And he uh, he also is not impressed overall, I guess, with the way that panned out. So then they move to uh, the next version of Demon Spirology, whatever the fuck. <laughs> Which is uh, local medium and best-selling author lady. Yeah. Yeah, 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 lady, lady face, and she's doing her whole, you know, like uh, cold reading. Yeah, your classic. Uh, I think it starts with uh, like a letter from the alphabet. Anybody here got got somebody who passed <laughs> recently with alphabet letters yeah. in their name? I, I, I'm getting like it's it's either like a feminine or a masculine energy. Uh, like, does, does that sound familiar to anyone? <laughs> and uh. It, when they died, they stopped being alive. I, I'm getting, I'm getting. They they were no longer alive once they died. Is that <laughs> ringing a bell yeah. for anybody? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then she's like, "Oh wait, no, you, sir. I, I have a message for you." And then like, she like goes full on like, uh, guy's dead wife, and then collapses and has some sort of medical seizure. Yeah, as opposed to non-medical seizures. Well, yeah, not not like a <laughs> recreational seizure. <laughs> yes. It's a legitimate yeah, medical a, seizure. Yeah, this was no over-the-counter seizure. <laughs> yeah, this was prescription only. You could tell. <laughs> and then, uh, and he starts hearing like he describes it as like a noise in his head, like static that just won't go away. And he gets starts acting a little bit weirder, uh, and he go and then so he's at night. He's talking to the camera, and then he like turns towards the camera and like screams at it, and a weird sound comes out of his mouth. And so he takes it to his, I guess, the dude who does sound on his documentaries. I'm assuming, mm-hmm. and uh, and the guy gives us a hearing test. <laughs> Yeah, by playing by playing tones, <laughs> it's like oh yes, I like raised my left hand when I heard it in my left ear, and I raised my right hand when I heard it in my right ear. Yeah, and then I was allowed to drive a car legally afterwards. <laughs> yeah, and then but basically he was saying that there's no way that a human voice could have made that noise 
So he was calling bullshit on that guy. Uh, so and then he goes to a psychiatrist. Yeah, and she um, sits him down for legitimate an ep- epilepsy machine. Yeah, <laughs> it was full of flashing lights. I don't yeah, understand yeah. the point exactly, but <laughs> well, I think it was it was meant to hypnotize him. I think with the uh, randomly flashing lights. Yeah, or kill him but, instantly, depending on what might be wrong yeah. with you. Yeah, hey, I mean, it was like, it was like, oh, like, hey, remember that episode of Pokemon that gave a but that sent people to seizures? Let's just turn that up to eleven. Yeah, it's like watching Electric Soldier Porygon, except for worse. <laughs> That's the episode title. I don't know why I know uh, that. I don't either, because you're a sad man, Chris. That's I, why. I guess so. <laughs> Maybe that's why I said Charmander was the demon. See, I'm not. I'm not sad because I'm drinking Bullet Bourbon today. It is yummy. It is delicious. Yes, and I would love to keep drinking more of it, but they really should, you know, like let us let us in on that sweet, sweet sponsorship program of theirs. Yeah, hook it up, Bullet Bourbon. <laughs> um. Yeah. So, and then, but anyway, during his seizure treatment, they uh, he disappears all of a sudden, and the supposedly the camera gets like jerked out of the cameraman's hand, and from then on, the cameraman's like, "I'm out of here because that shit was fucked." Yeah. Apparently, being in the seizure chamber and having the camera levitate was enough for him. Yeah. Ew, pussy. Yeah. <laughs> um, then, okay, some other stuff. Then he starts, like, oh, the dog disappears. Yeah, after a bird slams into the window. Yeah. And his daughter and gives an- some foreboding dream explanations. Yeah, like, I had a dream there's a monster. I had a dream the monster was you. And then there's ants all over. Um... He starts creeping around the house with the video camera, but, like, making weird noises while he's doing it. And uh, the dog drives him away the first time. Then the dog disappears. And then the second time, he, like, fondles his sister's leg. Yeah. Which was weird. Yeah. You're a classic midnight sister grope. Yeah. Who hasn't been there? Am I right, ladies? <laughs> yeah, well, not me, because I don't have a sister, so. <laughs> so, uh, Ed, husband, he's not doing great. Seems to be slipping no. further and further into madness. Yeah, it's almost like he's being tormented unto madness, which is what other thing that the Charmander demon does. So he um, decides to revisit all of his occult buddies from earlier. And he finds out that uh, Father Cancer Demon died. Yep, and that the Catholic cancer. Church, yes, and the Catholic Church definitely does not do exorcisms, according to the priest who's there, or exor- yeah, exorcisms. He uh, heads back to find Mister Mortician Guy. He's not real happy to see this dude again, on account of he looks like he's on meth and is swearing. And he tells yeah. him promptly to fuck right off. And uh, then he goes back to the demonologist's house, you know, the one who's strapped to the cross. He's like, oh, no, no, that wasn't real. We just do that for fun. 
Yeah, it's just for fun, guy. Yeah, I, I, I guess I missed the umbilical cords taped to his stomach during the uh, the <laughs> ritual, but it was just for fun. So they uh, opt for the pull a shotgun on crazy guy who busted into our house technique, which I don't blame him for. Yeah. He even tries to call her the psychiatrist or possibly psychologist. I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure she would have prescribed him drugs, so I'm going to go with psychiatrist. But it turns out that, I don't know, she doesn't like seeing crazy people or something? I'm not real sure what happened there. I think she was just freaked out by the whole scene that happened and decided not to ever return his call, ever. So now he's uh, he's definitely starting to lose his fucking shit. Yeah, he, yeah, he looks like shit. He's, uh does look like he hasn't been sleeping at all. Uh, he's creeped around the house and uh, grabs a kitchen knife and dangles it over his daughter in bed and then you see and then you see the silhouette of the knife drop into the bed point down and then the morning comes and there he runs upstairs and the bed's full of blood he wakes up and his hands are bloody there's like blood in his desk with like a picture written crawl written on it uh it goes up in the bed and there's the dog the dog is dead in the bed and then the girl comes in and the the girl that's when the sister decides that maybe the girl shouldn't be in the house with the dad which is a reasonable, all reasonable thing to to feel i'd say yeah yeah i think so and so then he's all in the house and does what any sane person does and carves a pentagram into the living room floor mm-hmm. and uh then tries to exercise himself, but like you know, the book bursts. Like the by the the book bursts into flames along with his forearms. He uh, gets thrown around the house by an unseen force. Uh, he his hand grabs a knife and carves a pentag- uh, pentacle into his chest. Um, and he claims that he can't feel. He doesn't even feel it, and he like jabs a needle, sticks a needle into his finger to show you that. He doesn't really have any, like, pain sensation anymore. Uh, what else? Mm. He just kind of goes, yeah, like the house gets trashed and he goes nuts and there's blood everywhere. He makes a deal with the de- with the demon inside of him that if he, uh, if he kills someone other than his daughter, the demon will be satisfied with that. And so he tries to go out on the street and kill someone, but he can't bring himself to kill a stranger even not even uh, a hobo so, nope not even a hobo it's almost like he respects life what in a, all its forms what an asshole yeah a jerk uh and so then he uh he goes home handcuffs himself to the bed and says ha ha demon i have foiled you with the power magical power of handcuffs and then he falls asleep and he wakes up in the morning, and his handcuffs are undone. There's a key in them, and his hands are bloody. And then he's like, hmm, this may not be a good sign. Maybe I should follow this blood arrow and see what happens. Yeah, this string of blood arrows. <laughs> and they lead him downstairs where there's a tape. 
that is his wife reminding him, you know, talking about like the near death experience she had where if she had just let go, she would have died, but she came, she didn't so that she could tell him that everything was going to be okay. And, but then next time she was just going to let it go, let go and die. It wasn't that and, video. It was the other video. Oh, no. oh yeah. It was the other video where he sees his, fr- his videographer friend who had fucked that shit. Um, apparently had unfucked the shit and came back <laughs> and, uh, the demon talked him into letting him out of the handcuffs and then apparently used a knife to knives to stick him to the ceiling is what was implied. I believe. I think so. I don't really know. He was on the ceiling some fucking how. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So then, so he had killed Jules. Was that the guy's name? Yeah, bag Jordan. Bag no, Jordan. Jewels. Yeah, bag of jewels, Jordan. Uh, so yeah, he was the the Rodman to his Jordan, um, and and then uh, yeah. So then, yeah, then he also has that video of the wife, and then he sits around in the dark in a chair and is just creepy to himself. Yep, and. Then the uh, the daughter and sister show back up because apparently they can't stay out of the house for more than forty eight hours. Stay and of course, yeah, and of course the house is all ripped to fuck. Uh, the the Michael King uh, grabs his sister by the neck, holds her up in the air, snaps her neck with one hand. She makes some really good like gnarly choking sounds. Uh, until that that point, though, when he has her up in the air, uh, you could kind of hear like it even sounded like you'd hear like her trachea grinding against itself, which is a a good little sound bit. Uh, I loved the sound of this movie. Um, and so he snaps her neck, and then the little girl runs and hides, and he crawls up the stairs on all fours with all of his joints snap, crackle, and popping, and he's like bending in like kind of weird ways Like they must've gotten some kind of like contortionist dude to, to do this bit. But, oh yeah, it, it like, it hits, it hits like that weird, like uncanny Valley kind of thing where he, he moves just wrong enough to make the hair on the back of your neck stand up a little bit. And, uh, he crawls around the house until he finds the, the girl. And then, a quarter starts spinning on the dead, the dresser, and that's apparently a sign from his wife that she's watching. And so he pulls an exorcist and throws himself out of a window, like you do, the demon with a demon inside of him, and then he hits the ground and dies. And then we are treated to an entirely unnecessary replaying of a lot of that eight millimeter footage only this time like the the wife takes the camera and the quarter out to the street where she drops the quarter in the street and instead of being a normal person and like using her real eyes to find the quarter she uses the camera to point at the quarter so she can reach for it and gets hit by a car and they show you the underside of the vehicle as it goes over her and then, you know, you can hear her gasp, her last, you know, like some of her last gasps of life. 
as the car stops and then you can hear people running towards her calling her name and that's how the movie ends. Yep. And then we're treated to some sweet rock and new metal music video credits. Which Chris, I think, is going to buy the soundtrack based on, if I remember right. Yeah, that was my favorite part. It was such a good song. You going to get it on vinyl? Yeah, I'm a purist <laughs> like that. <laughs> no, nah, that music was crappy. Yeah, it was terrible. It was real bad. <laughs> it was. It would have been bad in 2008, but this was 2014, so I don't even know what was going on with that shit. It might have been okay in 1999, but that that would be the the newest it could be and be even remotely okay. So that was it. That's the possession of Michael King. Yep. Uh, what'd you think, Chris? You know, I liked it more than I thought I would. I'm not going to say this was a uh, fucking Citizen Kane or anything, but <laughs> it's not terrible. It has a an interesting premise. At least the found footage stuff is, like, explained in a way that doesn't make you just go bullshit. They stick with it pretty well. A lot of found Mm. footage movies, they kind of crap out on the found footage thing at some point. Yeah. And that weird uh, neck... Yeah, we didn't really describe it, but the later scenes, after his cameraman leaves, he has the... You know, like, you have those uh, phone mic and earplug, you know, earbud things that go around your neck. He has something like that, only the uh, his camera stalks at the end that can point towards your face. Yeah. So you can, yeah. And I think, so you uh, can see his face while he's talking. I appreciated that little extra bit of, hey, we're going to stick with this found footage thing. The sound yeah. work in this movie is real good. Yeah, it's super. Like, there's a lot of really good creepy sounds, and honestly, you might want to watch it with headphones because you'll get a better. Uh, I think you'll get a better sound. You get a better sound experience that way, um, and yeah. that's actually worth it. It's worth it for that because the sound is one of the shining uh, points of light in this movie. Yeah, there's a lot of weird shit going on that I couldn't hear till I put on the headphones. Yep, yeah, I'm pretty sure one of the voices. That, that was speaking to him at one point said Flockadil, so I, w- I was happy for that shout out. You know, a year, two years before we even invented that. Yeah. So that was good. I'd say it was an interesting premise that wasn't executed super great. I did like the the idea about this guy who doesn't believe in this shit trying to debunk it. That was an interesting way to kind of lead into a exorcism movie. Yeah. I'd say if you're into a possession kind of movie, something a little more interesting than a paranormal activity or something, give it a go. I'm not going to say it's for everybody, but it was definitely better than I thought. What do you think, Mr. Troy? Uh, there were a lot of parts of it I liked. Uh, like I said, like the, the sound, um, yeah, like that he went in as a skeptic, uh, the the cross being strapped to the cross scene was suitably uh creepy and fucked up um so that was good um like i said the the demon when it took over like the way his body moved and the sounds and all that were really good but there are a lot of things i didn't like in it most of them the the 666 jump scares that are in it 
Yeah. Uh, we're a little overdone. Uh, and then some of the things were just kind of dumb. But, you know, like, I'm not sure that there's enough good parts to outweigh the bad parts. I feel like it's kind of even. So I would probably say uh, maybe watch it. Um, I mean, I don't feel like I wasted my time watching it, which is usually what happens for these kinds of movies. Um, oh, the one thing I think I didn't like was that the uh, the skeptic, like he at no point did you say, wait, you're going to have me do a lot of drugs and put me in contact with us. You have me do a lot of hallucinogenic drugs and then put me in contact with a spirit. Are you sure I'm not just going to be high and hallucinating? Like that. I kind of wish he had been a little more skeptical of that. Yeah. But, the LSD thing. Sure. Okay. Whatever. Eat the LSD. But when a guy's like, I'm going to dry out these frog guts and you're going to freebase it through this elaborate crack pipe. You think maybe he would have been like, eh, yeah. Or of course I, of course I was acting weird and and like super strong. I was high on as fuck on something. Like I wasn't possessed. So yeah, so I mean it was it was okay. Uh, I'm glad I'm kind of glad I watched it just because it's nice to see a possession movie that I didn't hate. Um. I think I probably would stick it up there slightly underneath Stigmata and in my enjoyment of possession movies. So, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe you should watch it. I think there are certain people who will definitely enjoy it. And there are probably, and I'm assuming that the, the horror show hot dog guys would not like it. Uh, just because I feel like if I even mildly like a movie, they probably hate it. Oh, snap. <laughs> Love you guys. Love you guys. Sick bird. <laughs> well, it's sick bird on me generally because I recommend the movies. They're like, oh, we, we hated all of these. Thanks for sending them to us. Yeah. But no. No, but they're good guys. Um, listen to them. Uh, I would listen to them before I watch this movie again. So, uh, Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, anyway, next week we have Jesus Christ Vampire Hunter, I believe. Yeah, which I'm assuming is about Jesus Christ and vampires. And he's probably hunting them, I'm going to assume. Yeah, I mean, maybe not, yes. but... Yes, and that will that is, of course, courtesy of Kylie, because the title is just uh, the kind of movie that Kylie would recommend to us. Uh, kind of disappointed that I will be out of town and traveling and not able to enjoy it with you guys, because uh, I'm just going to assume it's going to be fun and enjoyable. Um, but I will be back the week after. Because, you know, American Thanksgiving uh, is a, a bad time for me to record podcasts. Is there a non-American Thanksgiving? There's Canadian Thanksgiving. Really? Is that like Boxing Day? No, it is. Uh, it's already happened. I want to say it's in September. Uh, I'm sure uh, Mr. Green or uh, or Kylie or someone can uh, correct us on that. But I want to say it was like September 7th this year. Um, yeah, somewhere around there. Anyway, uh, so yeah, that's what we got going on next week. Uh, but if in the meantime, if you want to contact us and recommend movies to us or tell us how lame 
American Thanksgiving is or how awesome it is or your best turkey recipes because I, I I have found what I found a brining recipe that makes very good turkey but generally I don't like Thanksgiving turkey so uh, we'll take those two uh, but anyway you can contact us at uh, on Facebook's probably the best way uh, we are slaughterhouse princess on Facebook we are slaughter prince on uh Twitter, that's Slaughter Princess with no vowels and princess. Uh, we are on Reddit, and our subreddit is r slash shp podcast. We are Slaughterhouse Princess Podcast at gmail.com. We are on Stitcher, iTunes, Google Music. Uh, see, did I miss anything, Chris? That seems like most of it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and so yeah, we'll we send us send us something. I don't know, even if it's a uh, a terrible picture of an elderly child that is overweight and suffering from a amputated leg. That's oddly specific. Yeah, you can thank Brett for that one. Yeah, you can. You can. <laughs> So come back next time where we're going to watch Jesus Christ Vampire Hunter. It should and, be the thing. Yeah, it should be. A, I don't know. I, for some reason, I imagine it's Japanese because that's mostly what Kylie recommends to us. But I was trying to figure out what Japanese Jesus would look like in my head. Yeah, like regular Jesus, but probably more Japanese. Yeah, with robes. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I think they call them kimonos in Japan, but... <laughs> It's very quiet on this side. I can't hear you. Can't hear you.